Hi, I'm Jayan Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. This has been a difficult day to cover the news. If you've been following, you'll know that for the fourth straight day, Northeast Delhi has been rocked by violence and by clashes against pro and anti-CAA protesters. And the scenes emerging now are extremely disturbing. There seems to be open violence on the streets. We're hearing now that schools and mosques have been burned down. And the death toll is now at 23, with several more injured. We will cover this issue today and tomorrow. We hope tomorrow to bring you some reporting on the ground situation through this podcast. I'm sure that many of you are seeing the images on TV as well. But you know, today has seen a number of developments, perhaps the most important of which is that the Delhi High Court has asked the Delhi police to file FIRs against three BJP leaders for making incendiary speeches that may have sparked off the violence that we are seeing, or at least contributed to it. Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal then called for the army to step in and the government has dispatched National Security Advisor Ajit Doval to try and contain the situation on the ground. So today's episode is a quick report on all of those developments as we all hope now that the situation in Delhi comes under control soon. And joining me is the Hindu's Delhi resident editor, Amit Barua. Amit, uh, thanks so much for joining us for this uh, quick update. And um, so the first question I think that we need to address is that um, both the Delhi High Court has asked uh, the Delhi police to look at lodging FIRs against uh, three BJP leaders who have made incendiary speeches. And um, we're hearing that uh, the speech of one leader in particular, Kapil Mishra, was played in court during the hearing. Um, Do we have a sense of when these speeches were made and when the police knew about it? Well, um, you know, these, uh, this speech was made, uh, you know, just a few days before the actual, or actually on the day before it, uh, where the violence happened. But, uh, you know, they're, they're basically the issue here is that the DCP of the area was standing there and Kapil Mishra declared that, you know, once uh, the Trump visit was over uh, and then, uh, you know, we will not even listen to the police and we'll take matters into our own hand. And basically, he had been arguing that, uh, you know, the other protests like at Jafrabad and Khureji, they will sort of clean up the area and not allow another Shaheen Bagh to come up. And you will also remember that uh, it was Kapil Mishra who was censured by the election commission for his speeches uh, in the run-up to the Delhi elections as well. So there is a past history of him making uh, remarks uh, that... uh, are not, um, you know, are not conducive to the maintenance of communal harmony. So I think that's what uh, the uh, the uh, High Court picked up today on and basically said that, uh, you know, hate speech is not on and uh, the Delhi police should register FIRs against those who are making hate speeches. And uh, they also mentioned that there were certain common slogans that had been raised from time to time uh, between uh, the BJP leaders uh, whose speeches have come under the scanner. Right, and that would include um, the Minister of State for Finances, Anurag Thakur, who I think we can look at as the kind of original uh, culprit here who made that speech during um, in the run-up to the Delhi elections. Indeed, and uh, he was also censured uh, by the Election Commission. But at that time, no FIR was registered against him. 
and uh, in that speech uh, you can hear him raise a slogan like desh ke gaddaro ko and he's exhorting the crowd to say goli maro salo ko now given that there are so many protests going on and what had happened in jnu earlier and uh, the city was quite at an edge so basically uh, you know all this hate speech and even uh, the speeches uh, made by the home minister amit shah that when you press the evm button the current should be felt in shaheen bagh you know all these kinds of statements have not been helpful at all and given the backdrop of the citizenship amendment act and the national register of citizens and the national population register you know all this has definitely created an atmosphere of fear in the muslim community and uh, you know the killings that have happened uh, you know since sunday in delhi uh, they have uh, really disturbed a lot of people and uh, they have sent a terrible message across the country and also abroad because uh, we must remember that it was at the peak of the trump visit uh, that all the violence was happening and uh, it doesn't reflect very well on um, you know the delhi police or the union home ministry's handling of whatever has been happening i think some uh, you know measures are being taken uh, like the visit of the national security advisor uh, to northeast delhi in order to change the optics of the current situation but i'm afraid uh, this has come you know four days late and the prime minister's tweet him uh, today in the afternoon is also you know uh, it, it comes on the fourth day of the violence so we really uh, you know i think uh, there are lots of concerns about the ability of the government to deal with such situations and why the violence could not have been stopped on sunday or at the latest on monday you mentioned in an earlier answer that um you know one of the speeches made by the bjp leaders referred to the fact that we won't allow a second shaheen bagh like situation or area to develop uh, does that suggest that there was some movement in this part of delhi before that people were aware of it and that includes the police as well you know we don't know um, jant you know many things are happening and uh, <clears throat> you know there are also suggestions that a lot of outsiders were brought in uh, you know because this area abuts uh, the state of uttar pradesh so there have been a lot of suggestions that a lot of outsiders were brought in and they were responsible for fomenting the violence but uh, you know there is no conclusive evidence uh, for that as of now but these are suggestions that have been made uh, by some police sources as well so i think it's uh, you know it's essentially i think uh, you know the speeches that we've been discussing is that all this creates an atmosphere of uh, you know hate and uh, you know in today's world where these speeches and video clips can be spread so easily you know they do become a mass phenomena and they influence a lot of people and that really is a big problem for uh, you know for uh, everyone living here because the last thing the message uh, the should be sent out uh, that delhi is not a safe city because delhi is the capital of india and it has people from all religions backgrounds ethnicities castes living here and in that sense it is india's melting pot so my own sense is that um, that uh, you know we are we will hear more stories coming out as testimonies emerge and uh, i think uh, the onus really is also on uh, the delhi government and its chief minister uh, you know who finally called for calling out the army today but uh, a lot of the damage had already been done and people are also people understand that uh, the delhi police comes under the central government but they are also asking the question that uh, you know why he didn't go himself to the affected areas 
because of course even reporters and photographers have been going uh, to these areas under great uh, danger to themselves and many of them as you know have been attacked as well so i think the question being asked is that you know why why is uh, mr kejriwal not going there he did make a speech in the delhi assembly today uh, but uh, you know people do feel that uh, he's uh, changed his approach to the central government and to the bjp leadership he's changed his tune in a sense so there is a lot of criticism and you will also recall that uh, you know members of the muslim or minority community voted uh, him in in large numbers and they expected him to be their bulwark in uh, in ensuring the safety and security of the community in a vitiated environment which uh, perhaps uh, his record has been a bit disappointing right so let's just um, address both of some of those things let's just address in detail one is the one is the police presence in delhi because as you mentioned mr kejriwal today has called for the army to come in there's now a contrasting statement from um, nsa ajit doval who says that things are fine and that we must trust the capabilities of the delhi police i just want to get a sense of what we are hearing from our reporters on uh, whether the police presence there is adequate to control the rioting the well, violence I'm not that's so happening sure. yeah jayanta i understand what you're saying and as we speak uh, i'm seeing on my television screen that uh, chief minister kejriwal has got to the northeast delhi dcp office because today one of the observations by made by the delhi high court was also that uh, you know the those at the helm of affairs in delhi should go and reach out to the victims and meet everyone and you know that would be a kind of a confidence uh, building measure so what uh, basically if you see our reports uh, which have appeared in uh, you know both in print and on our website i think uh, uh, there were lots of calls that were made to people and uh, you know the, there was a, the sufficient uh, there was a lot of delay in responses if there was one at all and uh, it was uh, you know at around uh, just after midnight that a bunch of concerned citizens approached uh, the delhi high court and to give safe passage to an ambulance uh, the the court had to he- uh, hold a midnight hearing and it was only then that uh, to this al hind hospital that these ambulances were able to leave and the you know the seriously injured patients were able to come out of the area so i think that itself uh, is a commentary and uh, whether it was enough or not we really don't know but uh, if you see all the you know user generated content there are lots of uh, places where you can see uh, the police uh, standing in the middle of uh, the crowd either doing nothing or even pelting stones at some on some occasions so there are question marks on the role of the delhi police as to why they let it go on and i think that uh, given the fact that there's been a lot of firing you know which is a new phenomena as far as rioting in delhi is concerned there seems to be a proliferation of weapons in the hands of the rioters so in such a situation i think uh, maybe the police was a little scared uh, some of them perhaps didn't have proper orders we really don't know and maybe we will never know uh but the fact is that uh, at least 23 people are dead and uh, you know nearly 200 have been injured if not more so it is uh, it is a sad commentary on uh, the state of the police and governance uh, that such events were allowed to continue and uh, you know come to such a sorry pass okay and we're going to hear from you hopefully from the ground tomorrow as well as from uh, one of our reporters who were there 
but um, you did mention that there was uh, there was some uh, heckling of journalists, perhaps some violence against them too. Yeah, in um, fact, one of the journalists was shot. You know, of a, a, a yeah. local television channel. He has a he has a poor chap is, has a bullet in his spine. In fact, one of our journalists, uh, Nikhil, has spoken to him. Uh, I mean, he went and met him. He really can't speak. So we will be doing a story soon. Uh, you know, both on our website and uh, in print. Uh, you know, tomorrow morning, uh, that is on, uh, what is it, Thursday morning. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think, uh, you know, hopefully those who are listening to this podcast would be able to read that as well. Right. And, and I look forward um, to talking to you tomorrow. Right, right. And uh, just to get a sense from you, has the violence uh, kind of abated now or do you expect it to Yeah, well, tomorrow? our reporters are saying that it's, uh, you know, lesser in intensity. Though mm-hmm. fresh, uh, you know, cases of injured coming to the Guru Tegh Bahadur hospital were seen. Our reporters have spoken to many people. I've seen pictures of them. Uh, or they have been filing pictures of uh, people injured, some in casts being brought uh, to the GTB hospital, which is the major hospital where most of the injured and where the dead, uh, most of the dead are also kept. And also now we'll begin the process of doing the post-mortems, handing over the bodies to the relatives. And uh, many of them are in dire straits because they just want now to get the bodies of their beloved and, uh, you know, give them a decent funeral or a burial. Amit Barua, so we look forward to speaking to you tomorrow and good luck with your reporting. Thank you, Jayant.